Blog Talk Radio. On the spot analysis, am I crazy? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Are we on a podcast? Yeah. I, I think I'm going to come get some. If you want some, come. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. Gotta get some. My Appreciate favorite, though. Am I? You're my favorite. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. I, I think not. You put me on the e-meter and ask me a question and then it would float. Welcome to day 65 of Come Get Some. It's part two of my conversation with Michael Montgomery. And I don't have anything first to say because it's a very, uh, it's a full half hour here. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and get right into it, right where we left off with Mr. Michael Montgomery. Enjoy. Uh, it's good that you talked about some of that because you are a, a motivational speaker for some of the youth. Is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have a, a really big opportunity coming up next month. I'll be speaking at the United Nations in New York Wow! during a health conference, uh, speaking about my uh, foundation and speaking about preventative heart screening and also speaking about my personal story uh, to, to my foundation. I was uh, born with a congenital heart disease that almost took my life when I was at Texas A&M. Uh, on the practice field. Wow. I almost, yeah, I almost uh, died while I was at uh, Texas A&M um, during uh, my, my, one of my first days at A&M. And uh, <clears throat> I had to get heart surgery and uh, had to come back, do a lot of testing, and uh, and uh, show that I was ready to play again. And, uh, you know, they told me, you know, I should think about, you know, not playing sports anymore. And I was like, I told him, I'd rather die than not play football. I came a little too far to stop. Wow. But, but you know, I just wanted to keep, you know, my foundation shows awareness and uh, the resilience of, uh, you know, overcoming obstacles of uh, any, you know, heart disease or heart defects. Um, uh and also preventive screenings because a lot of, uh, you know, sports-related uh, fields when you do physicals, you know, they don't they don't test for, for your heart or heart defects or heart disease. And um, this is my, my, my mission on giving back and, and saving lives because uh, as I did research over the case, over, over my, the issues and the issues about the world that, you know, you know, a lot of kids are, are are losing their life over this issue, uh, not knowing their status, uh, playing extreme high-level sports, not knowing if they have a problem or not. Because the symptoms are rarely are similar to, you know, fatigue, signs of fatigue, um, you know, uh, lightheadedness, um, uh, shortness of breath, you know, you know, multiple flutters in the chest, in your heart, right. uh, heartbeats. So. It's, it's a lot of similars of fatigue, um, but it's always good to get checked out. Now, you hear about oh, yeah. this. You hear about people all the time, you know, teenagers in, in high school. 
even uh, dying on the field from some kind of heart condition that they, you know, they had. And, um, you know, they worry about, you know, we, uh, we pushed them too hard in the field and it turns out it's a medical thing. Is this something that they're looking at having schools do automatically, all their students to join their, their athletics to have these screenings? Or we have to we have to, you know, encourage the parents and students to do that? Uh, I, I, we're going to have to encourage the, the parents to get out and get the kids to screen. Because, you know, uh, as a kid, you know, even when I was having issues, um, you know, I thought I was invincible. And right. I was like, man, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with me. I might just be a little out of shape. I just need to work harder. So uh, my initiative was uh, to encourage the parents to get the kids to, to get checked out and and you know, as a young kid, you're not the last. That's the last thing you're thinking about is any medical problems with with your body. You go get checked out or screened. So we're pushing for kids, uh, for their parents to get their kids checked out, and also putting on a great event for it. Uh, I have a a program in my uh, foundation called Destiny Day, and that's where we do preventative heart screening, um, nutrition, uh, nutrition health booth. And uh, we have a free uh, free concert giving back, so we have a little fun. Also, learning how to eat healthy. Yeah. And uh, also get uh, medical screenings checked up for for you, for you, for your kids. So it's a fun-filled adventure. Not yeah. only you know you can have fun, but you also know your status and and have a secure longevity life. Well, that sounds great. In certain cases, I looked up it was uh, Hank Gathers. Um, you know, the basketball player, mm-hmm. All-American, who fell out on the basketball court. Uh, Ronald Rouse, a football player that was a, a junior in high school who passed out during the game and never came back. And I wanted to do something that that gave back. And I, I saw myself as the fortunate one that, you know, I was able to come, you know, pass out and, and come back and get the surgery. Right. And, um, you know, I wanted to just do something to give back to people that was in my situation, and also encourage them to to not let you know the obstacles stop them from accomplish their goal. What's the name of this uh, foundation of yours? Uh, the foundation is called Heartbeat Away Foundation, and it's on the it's on heartbeataway dot dot org. All right, Heartbeat and Away. Please. Yeah, heartbeataway.org. And any help or any, um, all, you know, donations would be greatly appreciated. I uh, have an event coming up in September that I'm gonna I'm uh, working with a couple of Rams. They're gonna do um, I call it uh, a heart to heart visit uh, to uh, a continual heart disease heart heart disease program uh, at Cedar Hill, where in California, where I'm gonna have a couple of Rams come out and. Take pictures, sign some autographs, and 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 try to be a, a blessing to these uh, kids that's going through uh, heart issues. Well, that's very encouraging. I, I do I do think that's that's awesome, man. Uh, so I'll link that on the uh, on the podcast when I post it. Um, oh, man, I definitely appreciate that. No problem. I think that's 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 really great. Um, but but then uh, after your sports, after playing for Green Bay Packers, you retired and, be, and you're starting to work on acting as well as your public speaking. But are, are you a wrestling fan at all? 
Are you saying, am I who? A wrestling fan at all? Do you enjoy wrestling? Um, oh, man, I, oh, I was crazy about wrestling. When I was in high school, um, everybody called me the mutt because, you know, I always emulated the rock. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I always think football. I think sports because, you know, I was a shy kid coming out, you know, really didn't talk. But when I played sports, man, that really just opened me up. So every pep rally, you know, anybody want to talk, I would go run up there and go talk. And I would start talking like I was the rock. <laughs> the month has come back to the center rough rider gymnasium. <laughs> so I had a little alter ego when it came to sports, and I love wrestling. And I remember um, I, I did the, uh, you remember uh, the Generation X? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember one game. Uh, I have it on video. I have to send it to you, too. I remember on one game, I uh, sacked the quarterback, and I got up and I started doing the Generation X suck it, and I got a 15-yard penalty. Taunting. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, and, then, and, you know, my mother, she was coaching basketball at my high school. So anything I did I was out of line, went right back to her. Yep. <laughs> The women's basketball coach. And, and I heard you have to get a big feeling for doing some crazy little dance. You telling to suck it or something. I was like, oh, Mama, uh, it was just a little wrestling. I didn't think I, I saw people doing the NFL. I, I thought I could do it. Like, no. <laughs> I, that's I saw people celebrating. I thought I could do it. So the reason I asked, the reason I asked is because you have, obviously you have a personality. You're out there in, in, in school doing uh, promos. Uh, a lot of people in your position leaving football, and you're kind of you're still pretty young. As far as football is concerned, you you got a walker and bifocals, but in real life, you're kind of young. Um, a lot of people come out of sports and football and go into wrestling. Have you ever considered doing that? Oh no, I never thought about wrestling at all. That's that's just like playing football again. I think, even, uh, I think probably even in in worse because you know when football you had pads, <laughs> you had uh, you know protective equipment. Right. You're playing the game and wrestling. Just getting knocked around. Fake, yeah, you yeah you can only fake so much. You know you fall, you you falling. You know you hit on you you fall and hit the ground. You were really falling on the ground. So, yeah. Uh, I, the wrestling was not an option for me. Actually, <laughs> I, there was one option I thought about boxing. You thought about the, You I, know you get hit I, in boxing, right? Yeah. Was, <laughs> like, I, honestly, boxing was maybe the closest thing I thought about because I, I used to do box training, and I loved the work ethic, the hard work. Because you sure. know me, I have to work out all day. I could work out all day, but that was one thing I um, I was uh, if if I did cross over, it'd probably be boxing. Okay, all right. So so now you're acting. You've done a few things. Like I I saw you on Smallville, not Smallville. I saw you on Gotham as the Ridgeback yeah. Back Monster. It was a pretty cool little spot there. You've done quite a few other things. Uh, um, what are some of the bigger things that uh, you're proud of that you've done so far? Because I, I know you're, I, I just want to say that you're just getting started, and I don't mean that as a, as a knock. I mean, you got a lot ahead of you that's going to be, I think, big for you. So, uh, well, well, uh, go ahead. Well, well uh, no, um, 2016 was a really good year for me. Um, you know, I, I was in three TV shows. I was in uh, Gotham, 
I was in a, a Showtime show called Roadie, mm-hmm. and I was also in a TV show on Bounce Network called Man and Wife. And I've uh, heard of that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a, um, it's like a, um, one of a Tyler Perry's TV shows. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and you know, I played a, a, you know, a comedy role called named Petey that was in jail for parking tickets. And <laughs> um, I just, I'm gonna sing my real when we get off. Um, but it was a really good experience. You know, I had to work with some really high quality actors and actresses. Uh, I also was in a film. That's going to be coming out later this year called The Reason, uh, faith-based film, and it's with uh, Luke Gossip Jr., Wow, Tatiana Ali, um, uh, Beverly Todd from uh, Lean On Me, um, uh, Burris Jenkins, um, he was on Remember the Titans. Uh, so it's a, a, a lot of big hitters in that movie. Yeah. Um, that's part of, so I was blessed to be a part of that film. I'm also a part of a franchise. Uh, called Kadia, and it's a web series slash um, comic book style film. Okay. Uh, uh, kind of like uh, Lord of the Rings. Okay. So I had to wear armor. And, <laughs> I think I saw a picture. Yeah, and I had to speak with an African dialect. So, you know, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I, and um, also, I was in an Ang Lee movie. Um, called Billy Lynn Long Half Long Halftime Walk. Um, with, you know, Vin Diesel and I had to share it to Chris Tucker and funny story, I did uh on the set of uh, when Chris Tucker Ang Lee and the lead actors, my scene was, you know, I played a football player and, you know, I was in the background of the scene, you know, hyping up the crowd. And, you know, you know, I'm still, I still feel like I'm fresh, still fresh, a little fresh out the game. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got a little into it, a little too much, and started having flashbacks and started getting really hyped. Oh, boy. And I, yeah, and and I remember they said, cut, and Chris Tucker came behind me and hugged me. like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm just, I'm just doing what Ang Lee told me. He told me to go up here and get get the crowd hyped. I'm just doing it how I used to do it back in. He's like, no, this is, this is, a, this is acting, man. You are scaring those people in the stands. Because <laughs> man, I was wired up. I really thought I was playing a football game. So I went out there, pumped up, started hollering, yelling, pointing at the crowd. The crowd, some of the crowd people were getting scared. They took off, and they was all leaving. And they're like, man, you are scaring these people, man. Stop it. <laughs> like I'm sorry, man. I was just, I was just, just doing what the character, what the, what Ang Lee wanted me to do. Right. Well, no, I think that's acting, isn't it? I mean, get, that's like the method acting. You're into it. That's good. Yeah, I, I was into it. I mean, unless you're murdering somebody in the scene and you get too into it, you don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to exactly. go too far with that. Yeah. So. You know, it was it was it was it was a really good fun experience for me, and uh, that's awesome. And yeah, so uh, I had the opportunity to be in some really great movies, and I'm also part of uh, an indie project, and I'm uh, with uh, uh, Scott Brown, 
Scott Brown, yeah. I'm on slated for, you know, a couple of films that I'm really excited about, a couple of action films that I'm really excited, and um, a um, animation uh, for for kids, uh, The Adventures of Jelly Bean. So um, I'm really excited about the indie project and um, what is good for, for independent filmmakers, that uh, you can make your mark filming an indie indie project. You don't have to be studio right anymore with how things are going with social media following and and cameras and you can film or make a movie through your iPhone. So, you know, big ups to Mr. Brown and what he's providing for indie indie filmmakers and also writers and and and, and directors. So, it's a really good opportunity and a really good platform for for people to to go to and and get their and get publicized and get the marketing with Maxit Maxit magazine. That's right. Uh, that was a uh, belly bean, right? Yeah, belly bean. Belly yeah. bean. So so it's a anim- it's like almost like a claymation like Wallace and Gromit or like Gumby uh about a sprout, right? It's like a little green sprout guy is friends with a little girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I talked to Scott a little bit about this, not on the air, but personally, and, and I see he's gathered together a, quite a cast that you're a part of now. Uh, I think uh, MJ, I don't know how to say her last name, Leo or Lalo, of uh, the voice of Billy Bean. Um, yeah, 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 and I think uh, you got another actor. Uh, Stan Houston. Used to be in the original Morphin Rangers. Yes. Really one of the actors. Yeah, so it's, it's a really Carla exciting Perez. cast. Yes, and you know I'm very pumped up about this project, uh, and uh, with all he's providing with uh, you know endorsements and and and, and marketing with his magazine, so I'm really excited about what's coming what's coming up. Well, well this is exciting because it looks like from what I'm seeing, there's going to be children's books that are uh, companions to the children's series, and the books will be uh, I think part of the donations to help the fund to make the the belly bean happen. Uh, sends books to children in hospitals, if I'm not mistaken. That's something that anyone can get behind. Mm, yes, sir. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a really good opportunity, and and you know, that's that's in film. That's where it's the truly filmmaking. You get in the kids' industry. That's where it's at. Because think about it, um, the Lego Batman movie. It, <laughs> it, yeah, that movie is number one right now. Yep. And think about it. Who goes to movies? The kids. And who does the kids bring to the movies? Their parents, their family. So it's not only buying tickets for just the kids, but also for the family. And the kids are going to eat popcorn and, and, and candy and, and juices and drinks. So it's, it's the kids' movie business is is a very, very high-quality Opportunity. How did you get into this project? How did you find out about it? Well, uh, how I got into acting, I was um, when I retired from the NFL. I went back to I moved to Houston, and uh, I was doing real estate. And how I started my business was just marketing myself to my friends. So I just go through a roller index, and I would just call all my friends and tell them what I'm doing, and. One of my teammates, old teammates, he said, hey, we're doing this film. They probably need more football players. You should call them and, uh, you know, see where it goes. And I was like, you know, I'll do a real estate. So 
I had three times. <laughs> so I called. I called. Um, I called uh, the company Game Changing Films, and they were doing the football choreation or choreation with uh, uh, the film with Will Smith film. And I called them. I they they send, I sent my email to their company, and they called me soon, right away. And they said, "Hey, can you be in New Orleans for a couple of weeks to film the focus?" And I was like, "Well, Will Smith." I was like, "Sure." I can't say no to Will Smith. So I went up there, had a really great time, and you know, obviously, you know, speaking from a former NFL player, you know, transitioning out the game is really, really, you know, difficult. Um, you know, transitioning out of football. And, uh, you know, right. acting was was an opportunity for me to focus on something and um, something that, that challenged me mentally and physically. And when I was doing it, I didn't think about all the mistakes or all, you know, me leaving football behind. So it was a, a really good time for me. Wow. Okay. And I just wanted to pursue it from 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 here on, and um, you know, through during the networking event, and I, I ran, I met Scott. And we just kind of connected. We were both like-minded people. Cool. And what's your role with the independent writing thing? How, how, what role do you play? Are you going to be judging some of the scripts, or are you going to be performing them, or? Uh, I, I'm a, my role is, uh, you know, one of the the, the writing films is it, uh, one of the winners. You know, they have an opportunity to work with me in one of the roles, and also doing some collaborations with uh, Scott on what he needs from me. So okay. it's a lot. Also acting and and also, you know, looking at some of the film, some of the screenwriting. Cool. That that might could be, you know, one of the contestants of the winner. So. It's a really great, really great opportunity for young filmmakers who, who want to get the opportunity to get known and get and get uh, a lot of exposure through social media. So it's a really great opportunity for this for them. Excellent. Well, it sounds really exciting. I, I think everything from your foundation to the inspiration of your mother to uh, what you do uh, when you public speak and the adventures of Belly Bean and all these things you got going on are really awesome. I, I've had a great time talking to you. But before I wrap this up, Michael, I do something with every guest called 10 Questions Think Fast. It doesn't usually go very fast, but what it is, it's 10 questions. could be uh, thought-provoking or it could be silliness. And just if you're not comfortable, you can pass on a question. Okay. All right, are you ready for 10 Questions? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Ten questions with Michael Montgomery. Number one, true or false, regardless of offensive or defense, the lineman position is the most dangerous position on the football field. True. Yeah, I feel like you guys get injured more than anybody else. Um, we're taking we're taking on collisions every play. Every single play, there's this physical contact, yes. Uh, number two, what was your favorite childhood cartoon? Transformers. Good answer. Number three, uh, with that? Mm-hmm. No, no, it's the Transformers. I, I love the new movies. Oh, the movies uh, are awesome. The Michael Bay movies, man. He is so colorful, and, man, he he did a really good job. On, he's, he's, he's making his mark on that movie. You hear that, Michael Bay? He's trying to get cast. Listen to him. All right. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Bay, you're doing a good job. Put me in the movie. 
<laughs> Number three, uh, just as far as your living experience, uh, where do you prefer to be, Texas or Cali or some other place? Well, uh, I really don't have a um, a big uh, a big say on it. You know, it's not <laughs> neither here nor there. It's just where the opportunity is at, and you know, I always been like that. I was playing in the NFL. For, for Wisconsin, you know, I've never known a person from Texas to be in Wisconsin. Right. So, it's it's all about the opportunity and where it's at. So I, I don't mind commuting. So home is where you're happy right now, basically. Exactly. All right. Number four. We talked about locker room talk earlier. We talked about the sports and athletic locker room. Um, in your experience, is grab them by the pussy locker room talk? <laughs> you know, uh, we, we uh, over all my years in football locker rooms, we never, we, I never heard nobody talk like that. Well, there you have it, right there, from an NFL player. From my personal opinion, I never heard nobody talk about uh, assaulting a woman on uh, and bragging about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and bragging about because we, uh, you know, as men, we talk about, oh man, oh man, I had such a great night. I had a one night stand. Woo, 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 woo. But we never bragged about, oh man, I forced myself on this woman, and she said no, but I kept going. Well, that's that's what? that's that's a bigger answer than I expected, but a strong one. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, we never bragged about forcing ourselves on women who didn't want it. All right, good to hear, good to know, and you're not the first person to say that, but I have never heard anyone from NFL Locker Room ask this question and say, uh, no, we talk about that all the time. Never heard that. Uh, never, doesn't <laughs> yeah, happen. You never hear nobody talk about, say that. You just hear, you know, guys like, oh, oh man, we had this such a day, and I had a menage, a, you know, pretty, yeah. but we never had anybody say, hey, man, I was, I was forcing myself on this woman, and she kept saying no, but I kept going. Right, right. I see. All right. Well, they heard it here first. Uh, number five. What is a clean hit anymore in football? Uh, there's no such thing as a clean. <laughs> there hit are no anymore. clean hits. Yeah, I'm sad to see football is turning into a flag football league. We're gonna they're gonna be playing flag football uh, uh, in a couple years. It's gotten so soft. I feel like you know what you're getting into when you bungee jump. You sign a release form. You know the you know the cord could break. You you skydive. You know there could be a problem with the parachute. You play football. You know you're going to get concussions and broken bones. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's it's a personal decision. Uh, number six, true or false? Fantasy football hurts the NFL. Mm. I think it makes it more. I think it's more. Uh, it's more watchable with fantasy football because a lot of people gamble and, and, and with the fantasy football, and you have an opportunity to win money. A lot of people are more in tune with with football now since they have fantasy football. I, I think uh, it's I, I twofold. Think it's, I, 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 Go ahead. I, I asked you. <laughs> people, people, it's more more watch more engaging now. With fantasy football, I think it's it's more it helps. You know, I don't know the the outer realm of it between the numbers of the players and how high they are, but I know football has become more engaging um, from a fantasy football 
uh, standpoint when people watch players and pick players from their for their fantasy league. Yeah, I heard you talking in an interview before. That's what inspired this question was. I heard you talk in an interview about how uh, the no fun league, the whole idea that they can't celebrate or have fun playing football, has hurt viewership of the NFL. But I really yeah. feel like I really feel like that. It's a double-edged sword with fantasy football because what happens is, yes, I know more players' names than ever before the day I started playing fantasy football back in the 90s, but now I'm not stuck on one team anymore watching their game. I'm flipping the channels, so I don't know how Nielsen's or how ratings can be scored that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, uh, uh, I guess with... with, with Having multiple guys in a league, and, and, and I mean multiple players on the on the on a fantasy league, could be that challenging. Because you know you're trying to watch this one person, see how he's doing. Got to watch this one person, see how yep. he's doing. Flipping. And and, and and yeah, and you're and they all play at the same time. Yep. Because <laughs> that's the challenging part. Uh, they're all they all playing on Sunday. <laughs> right. So so that could be a lot more challenging. Been uh, you know me I, I you know I remember I played just for fun and you know I really don't engage for you know uh, personal gain but you know I just play it for fun and that's why you know and I'll <laughs> try not to because you know at the end of the day you just gotta kick everybody's stats at the end of the day and hope they played well but right you know, I, it's, I know it's a challenge to keep up with everybody on your roster. Okay, but but your your initial answer, your 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 gut feeling is false. It doesn't necessarily hurt the viewership. No, I don't think okay. it hurts. I think it's I think fantasy football made it more uh, viewable, uh, more engaging because people playing in playing on fantasy leagues want to keep watching, want to want their players to do good, so they're going to watch them, see how they perform. It. So I think it's, it's I think it's helped. Okay. Number seven, uh, not all my listeners are sports fans. Not all my listeners would watch a football game. Convince a listener to uh, watch football. To listen, uh, uh, a listener to watch football. Mm-hmm. If you like sports, if you like, if you like contact, if you like um, uh, a dominating, uh, you're gonna have this you know, inner inner drive that you want to conquer. If you like competition. If you like celebrations, if you like, because uh, how I like how I started liking football, I love contact, and okay. I love tackling people. Uh, I remember playing throw up tackle, uh, and that's how I started liking football because I used to play throw up tackle, and um, throw up tackle. So you know, and it was about a a, a conquer or be conquered league, right? And uh, and that's the one aspect I fell in love with, love doing, uh, battling. Okay. Uh, uh, like if you if you like anybody that like uh, imp- uh, Roman Empire movies or or, <laughs> or Clash of the Titan movies, it's, it's it's somewhere along that line. When the real life version. Against, yeah, the real life version. So if you like anything with competitive uh, sports or events, you know you should tune in and watch football. I, all right, all right. Uh, number eight, did you know any of the victims of the Bowling Green Massacre? Uh, no, sir, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad, because if you said you did, I'd be worried. Um, <laughs> you do know that didn't happen, right? 
yeah. Number nine. <laughs> do you miss football? Oh man, I miss it. Oh yes, I do. Oh, I miss, I miss the competitiveness, the the locker room. Uh, you know, I had the opportunity to make some really great, really great relationships with really awesome people. Um, you know, uh, yes, just uh, yesterday I, I talked to one of my old teammates who played defensive line with me in Green Bay, and uh, uh, it was it was a really great just feel just being around. Uh, you know, you, you're family away from family because uh, right. when you're playing football at a pro level, you're spending more time with your players and coaches than you spend with your family, especially during season. So, and and uh, you develop a, a close bond with all those guys, and um, with traveling and experiencing life, and and um, uh, everybody working together for a common goal. So, you know, I, I miss being around the fellas and being around the locker room aspect of it. It was a really good opportunity for me. Yeah, I guess that, I guess that never leaves you. Oh, yeah, it, ne- it never leaves you. It, 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 it's been sealed in you. Like uh, we always say, um, you know, once a football player, always a football player. You know, even if your body might die out, you still, you still have that mindset as a football player. Gotcha, gotcha. Number 10, usually uh, I've been mixing it up. I used to do a selfish question. Just, you know, we talked about ego earlier. I used to ask people this question. I haven't asked it in a long time. So I'll ask you today. I'll placate my own ego. What do you think of the host of Come Get Some podcast? From what we discussed, you're really awesome. <laughs> and you really you know, over a lot of interviews I've done lately. You're really on point with your your research. Um, you're in tune. You know you give your opinions in and out. And honestly, this is one of one of the best interviews and the smoothest interviews I've been on in a long time. I appreciate you saying that, man. I mean, you know, I I know I asked for you to the the pad my ego, but you did a really good job, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, no, you did a good. It was really good. You did you thoroughly, and when you told me you did research and lots of other interviews, I was impressed. And to know that you know you know you know a little bit about my story, so that that was a very uh, and I, and you know I'm the same way because you know if I'm doing something big or or researching or even acting, you know. When you do a scene, or, or you gotta research the scene, and you gotta be a detective and find out, mm-hmm. you know, the missing pieces of the scene. So it's it's uh it's a, it's a lot with uh, acting and uh, scene study. But uh, you did a really great job. I'm really excited. I'm really excited about uh, uh hearing this. <clears throat> All right, well, that's gonna play this Thursday, or uh, with anyone listening, it's playing right now. So uh, it's been a pleasure, man. I really enjoyed talking to you. You're my first athlete, really, and it's been great, man. You really, uh, really had a good time with you. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you. And if anything where I help, uh, just let me know. I'll uh, grab my mama and get out of here on hide and have her talk to you or anything like that. Just, just let me know. And uh, hey, everybody, I could be y'all can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, money is Mike zero five. Money is Mike zero five. 
Alright, and I'm going to link all that stuff on the podcast so people can see it and get to it easily. Uh, you have a great day. Take care, man. I hope to talk to you again. Man, thank you so much for this opportunity. It was a blessing. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome, man. Alright, so that was Michael Montgomery, man. I hope you enjoyed that uh, that interview. It's a really nice guy, really friendly guy. I, I wanted to clarify something. Uh, we talked about Adventures of Bowie Bean by Scott Brown. Uh, he, he's doing... Uh, uh, he's raising funds to be able to make this happen, of course. So uh, I mentioned the free book thing. I want to explain that a little bit better than I did on the show. Uh, it's every thousand dollars donated towards funding this project. Uh, there will be ebooks uh, sent to every child in a local hospital or in a hospital, and uh, that will continue to happen. Every thousand dollars raised, and real close to the first thousand dollars, and you can do that on the uh, Indiegogo.com site. If you just type in Adventures of Belly Bean in the Google browser, it's like the first link there. So a lot of fun with that. Um, as you may know, tomorrow is an extra Scientology edition of Come Get Some. You'll be hearing it at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with part two, which is the bulk, the meat and potatoes. If you enjoyed the shorter part one of my conversation with Aaron Smith-Levin, you'll really enjoy part two, complete with 10 questions. Also coming up in a week on my Thursday show. I will have uh, a band singer uh, from the – let me refresh my memory here. I know who he is. He's from Paradise and Love Child, Uh, and he's also uh, been in a lot of stuff, including um, Longmire and uh, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He had a spot in a bunch of other things. Adam Gifford will be on the show. He's been acting since he was a small child next week, and he's also got a new project going on. I'm excited to talk to him about, Uh, and on Friday of next week, we come back for another extra special Scientology edition with Mary Khan. So tune in for all of that. Until then, um, that about sums it up. Have a good day, everybody. All the spot analysis. Am I crazy? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Are we on a podcast? Yeah. I think I'm gonna come get some. If you want some, come. Gotta get that. Gotta get that. Gotta get some. My favorite though. Am I? You're my favorite. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. I kid you not. Put me on the e-meter and ask me a question, and the needle would float.